Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. John Elway is still riding a dirty scooter high. Johnny John John! And is ready to make noise in free agency perna. Free agency doesn't start until March 18th when the new league year begins, but the Broncos and Jaguars have agreed in principle 15 days ahead of that time to send Jags corner AJ Boye to Denver for a 2024th round pick. So today I'll discuss why this is a good move for Denver as we lube ourselves up for the Broncos free agency period, which should see more action than Vin Diesel playing Johnny Sins in a weird porn slash action slash reality bending biopic. What? That's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. March has arrived, and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that big tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. And remember, the NBA and XFL are still going strong, so whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all of your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, BetOnline, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign-up bonus. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, this is a huge offseason for the Broncos, who should have somewhere between $1 million to $70 million in cap space, I don't really know how it works, and five picks in the first three rounds of the draft. Once they make a move with Joe Flacco, we should have a real number in cap space, but it's a lot. I think $53 million is what they have right now after the addition of Boye. The best part is they don't have to spend any of that money or any of those picks on a quarterback which is a feeling I have not felt since fucking Jay Cutler was on the team. I am planning on dropping a full Broncos free agency video Saturday, so this is all about Boye in the Denver secondary, which now accounts for three of the top six 2020 salaries on the team between Jackson, Boye, and Callahan, and that will change to four of the top six salaries if Justin Simmons plays on a $12.7 million franchise tag. Now, AJ Boye is entering his eighth year in the NFL and will be 29 years young when the season starts. He spent four years with the Texans and three with the Jags. He'll count 13.4 million against the cap this year and 13.5 million next year, uh, which makes him probably a little cheaper than Chris Harris Jr. would have been. And after those two years, the Broncos can let him go with no penalty. So I think they made a pretty good move to get him for two years where he should still be in his prime. And they only gave up a fourth rounder to do it. The Broncos got a deal here. Now, the Broncos essentially took advantage of the fact that the Jags have a massive cap issue as Big Dick Nick took up all of the space in their jockeys and wrestled Boye away for a really, really good price. Some may say they Greco- Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah. And I will crush you. That's how you get lubed up. For free agency. For the Jags, this leaves them with a major concern at the corner position with Jalen Ramsey already gone. Four million in dead cap money, but it frees up 11.4 million in cap space for the Jags. So, not enough to say sign uh, Chris Harris Jr. to replace AJ Boye. 
Now this means the Broncos will probably, almost certainly pass on Cowboys corner Byron Jones. But this is a more frugal option that allows them to go big elsewhere in free agency if they desire. Now you may be wondering, why did they trade for Boye if the Jags were going to release him anyway? It's so they wouldn't have to bid on the open market and pay another two or three million dollars for his services. When you have 12 picks in the upcoming draft, I'd call that a good use of one of those picks. That one, by the way, was the fourth rounder netted in the Emmanuel Sanders trade. Boye played with Kareem Jackson in Houston, which I think is great for cohesiveness and communication in the secondary. Justin Simmons should be back, will be back, and Bryce Callahan should be healthy, which immediately makes Denver one of the most versatile secondaries in the game. Boye isn't coming off of his best season, but the Jags' defense on all fronts was a mess last year. I really think Boye will thrive with fresh talent around him and be an instant fit in Fangio's defense, which if Vic wanted this move, you know one thing is certain about A.J. Boye, he can tackle. Is A.J. Boye an upgrade over Chris Harris Jr.? In terms of career comparison, no. I think Chris gave the Broncos some of the most consistent corner play in the history of the game. He's been like the best kept secret in Denver outside of whatever really happens in those tunnels under DIA. But can Boye be better than how Chris Harris played this last season? I think so. When AJ signed with the Jags, he was considered one of the best free agent corners in the league. He had a six pick season with that crazy dominant Jags D, his first season there in 2017. So there's great potential for him to make Denver's secondary better this upcoming season. And as much as it pains me to say this, you always need corners in the division with the Chiefs, especially given they have some of the fastest players in football. That's why I think, and this is just my opinion, I think the Broncos might not be done signing free agent corners. I would most definitely still take a corner in the first three rounds of the draft, given the uncertainty with Bryce Callahan and his Fabergé bones that can't even properly hold a metal screw in place. Construction talk aside, don't be surprised if Denver signs a bargain corner or makes Devontae Bosby an offer as he's a restricted free agent or again drafts a player early. Chris Harris will test free agency now, uh, especially after he magically visited with 24 teams at the NFL Combine, even though he is on a Jesus vacation on the other side of the world. Ben Albright confirmed that his agent has actually had discussions with 28 teams, not 24. My question is, which four teams was Chris Harris like, no, I'm not gonna fucking play for them. Talk to all 28 other teams, but not those four. Chris Harris Jr., not in a Broncos uniform. That's a weird, disturbing thing to think about. Is he definitely gone? Well, per Ryan O'Hallo ran, maybe not. Maybe he is not gone. According to every other member of the Denver media wishing Chris Harris Jr. a farewell on Twitter, yes. Yes, he is gone. But here's a terrifying thought, okay? Today, I think I had a sign. I saw a sign from the devil. I was at Costco, and I saw this Volkswagen bug decked out in Chiefs gear. Decked out in Chiefs gear here in Denver, Colorado. We would have never seen this before they won a Super Bowl. Then Tyron Matthew and Chris Harris Jr. start chumming it up on Twitter. Think about Chris Harris Jr. helping the Chiefs win another Super Bowl. If that doesn't make you shit your pants with night terrors, I don't know what will. 
Right now, the Cowboys, Texans, and Raiders all seem to be interested in Strap Harris. The Broncos will franchise tag Justin Simmons if they can't get a long-term deal done with him, and he seems to be the top in-house priority for the Broncos. You don't get rid of a safety who can cover, and Simmons gave up a passer rating of 32.1, lowest in the NFL. He had the third best tackling efficiency rating according to Pro Football Focus. Simmons is the one who noted the Broncos would franchise tag him and that he and his agent were optimistic about that because the Broncos typically get long-term deals worked out when they use the franchise tag. If that's the case, it means Will Parks is probably gone and should make bank on the free agent market. He'll finally get that Monopoly famous Park Place money he's always thought belonged to him. It's in the name, he would say to me. Now here are some other free agents uh, Denver may still consider in the secondary, maybe. This is just me guessing, all right? You've got Logan Ryan, who was an unsung hero for the Titans in the playoffs. He just turned 29 years old, so a little bit younger than Chris Harris, and would be the same age as Boyer at the start of the season. Look, I doubt the Broncos would sign two corners, uh, especially at the price Logan Ryan might cost when paired with Boyer, but Ryan is a physical ball hawk that you can count on. Ryan is also a slot corner, solid tackler, and would be a great two-year piece to add to that defense. But then the Bears released Prince of Mukamara a while ago, and since he played with Vic Fangio, he can be an affordable corner who will be 31 when the season starts in Denver, uh, if they are still looking to add. Which they might not be. Remember, Isaac Yadam played much better after fighting his way back into the starting lineup, and the journeyman Devontae Harris also played pretty pretty good football. The Broncos do have good depth at the position despite what many uh, of us believe. The real issue was the uncertainty surrounding Chris Harris and whether or not Bryce Callahan will be healthy. I think we know Harris is probably gone, but like Will Keyes and I discussed in our podcast, Bryce Callahan had a bent fucking screw in his foot that team doctors took too long to determine would not heal correctly. Which was dumb because the whole time Bryce Callahan was like, this screw in my foot really fucking hurts. They're like, yeah, you just had a little... But my point, uh, assume Callahan will be healthy and get excited about the Broncos secondary. The only thing you should worry about is what cool nickname we will give them. Or Chris Harris Jr. teaming up with the Honey Badger. Oh. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna if you want to follow me in those social places for social activities online. That's where I'm at. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.